Pay Ratties. We love delivering you fresh, hot piping trash directly to your ears every single week, but we need your help. Yeah, with the cost of living crisis, a lack of advertisers wanting to support a podcast serving this much c- and probably future defamation lawsuits on the horizon, we need your financial support. If you're in a position to, please join our Patreon or buy some merch to keep rats in the gutter alive and festering. Yeah, festering. Please. (laughs) We're desperate. (laughs) Buy some merch! I went on tour with him in Northland. Oh yeah, how was that? Well, it was an anti-bullying show touring regional schools in Northland. (laughs) How do you think it went? And we did a show at Nafa Prison. (laughs) God. I know, I literally like an <laughs> anti-bullying an anti-bullying show. It was at a prison. The target audience would have been eleven to twelve, and we we're doing it at a prison. Good morning, my sexy little rats. Santa Kanina Hannah Cosgrove to not endorse bestiality, but here we are. Um for another episode of Rats in the Gutter. Um obviously I'm Sam Takani. I'm Yohanna Cosgrove. Um and we are self-described uh femmes, arguably Sex crazed femmes. Sex crazed. Crazed is a strong word. Interested. We enjoy it. Yeah. We dilly dally. We dilly dally. <laughs> we lollygag. <laughs> you lollygagger, you. Oh like, like that? Is that a, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah, much better. But oh, that's uh, so much better. Let's yeah. go again. All right, cool. Uh, kia ora. I'm Hello. Sam Takani, and I'm Johanna Cosgrove, and welcome to Rats, Rats in, in the Gutter. Oh my god, you're Australian twang. <laughs> Rats in the Gutter. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in Melbourne for a year. Oh that's my god, like. I went to Melbourne for one month. <laughs> Um, Rats in the Gutter, a podcast where two sex scarves. <laughs> two sex scarves. <laughs> we're trying to say crazed and starved at the same time. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I can't speak today. I know because we're I'm hungover. We're hungover, yeah. Classic. Classic. My brain feels like um, I don't know something dry. Oh, a cracker. <laughs> Autumn leaves. <laughs> my pussy. What? Dry. <laughs> it <laughs> is right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Is it me? What? Do you dry my puss? Yeah, Is that what you're yeah, trying to ask me? Yeah. No, baby, you keep me nice and warm. Oh, yuck. <laughs> you're like, yuck, yuck. Oh, um, anyway, obviously, this is a podcast, um, and we we talk about things, uh, things of interest, <laughs> <laughs> general interest, uh, less general interest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like things and stuff. No, what's that thing that we say? I like people, places, and things. Is that what you're referring to? No, we. there's that thing that we Oh, it's gone. It's not coming back. <laughs> It's like thought. I'm just like thinking my thoughts and my things. Thinking my thoughts and feeling my feelings. Feeling my feelings and thinking my thoughts. Rats in the gutter too. <laughs> <laughs> and what the fuck are we talking about today? We're talking about today. Don't forget your, your roots. roots. Don't forget your roots, man. Six sixty R eight national shame. I'm oh. more deeply ashamed of six sixty. Then I am of our domestic violence stats. Are they, no. They are worthless. You can't see my face right now, but I am aghast. <laughs> I can see your face right now. No, they can't. Oh, they can't. Oh, yeah. So what are you talking I about? I'm looking right at you. Babe, I don't know if you know what this medium is. It's called a podcast <laughs> and people listen to it. Don't patronise me. You've been oh. so homophobic today. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh my god, you sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a hot woman with big fat titties. Okay. Oh. <laughs> now we're talking about Dovey Roots. Yeah, um, so our hometowns. I know growing up in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Because obviously we're city girls now. Um, we, we are city girls. We're mutually inhabiting the southern necropolis, necropolis, otherwise known as Auckland City. Oh my God. And it is a full-on necropolis right now, girl. Oh, okay. Post-lockdown, it's in an absolute state of decrepitude. The city has depression. It's got fucking depression. It actually does. And so yeah. does everyone in it. You, like the yeah. SSRIs are just flying off the shelves. <laughs> They are. Like the Honestly, because I in the middle of the year I had an almost full And good luck to you if you're trying to get risky remedy. That shit is back oh, ordered. Back my ordered. God. Risky remedy. That's a brew your own. I was basically brought up on risky remedy. My mum gave it to us excessively. It's like it's, parenting. <laughs> no, she was a helicopter parent for sure. I love you, Mummy. <laughs> um no, because when I was having my full mental breakdown in about June or July, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was went nuts and was wearing soft pants and eating a lot of gluten-free oven fish. Yeah, that's no, right. I was unwell, so unwell and yeah, so busy. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I went to the doctor to get anti-anxiety and you could see that I was basically the fourth person that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just need something to help me make it stop. And, and she gave me a, a, a thing of lorazepam's and honestly, they're just amazing. And it's so fair, like, obviously, like, we, we just had lockdowns. So novel, so weird. I know. So utterly damning. And also we're both booked and busy, girl. We've been working a lot. I like post-lockdown. Yes, this year, I yeah, think. totally. But there's always that thing, like, even because I'm, like, largely freelance, like, mm. even when I am busy, it's still not going somewhere for eight hours a day, you know? So it still doesn't really feel like, I don't feel like a great or a profound sense of accomplishment at the end of a day. Mm. You know what I mean? I totally understand how you feel, but I also... Sometimes I'm like, is this bottle of wine justified? Obviously, I'm going to have it, regardless <laughs> of what, how, 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 whatever I answer with that question. I'm going to have the wine. It's I'm going like, to have that wine. It's like that meme where it's like, I just have a little treat, says me to myself, who has never denied <laughs> myself, myself anything. anything. Yeah. <laughs> that is relatable. Um, That's deeply relatable. Almost as relatable as small town New Zealand, which Woo! we're both from. Um, so you are from... Parapara Umu, which is on the Kapiti Coast. It's about an hour north of Wellington. And when I grew up there, it was... It's actually expanded so much because they've built this massive highway through the middle of it. And it's also where my mum was randomly born. And <laughs> R- Randomly? Like, <laughs> you, like your grandmother didn't know she was pregnant? and then Oh, that, no, yeah. <laughs> babe, that is a whole story. She was sent to a baby farm. It's oh, cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. I know it's. And what do they call it? That Bethlehem vibe when you get pregnant out of wedlock. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, she was oh, 17 gosh. and my granddad was away in the Navy. It's a whole story. Hot. It's a whole story for another time. It's a tall, tall tale. Dutch, right? Is that, was the grandmother yes, Dutch? Or the gra- yes. So my, so my Oma and Opa, Dutch Protestants, they mm. sent her to Tauranga to have my mum. Oh, and my mum didn't know about this until she was 40 years old. You're fucking kidding me. I know. Isn't Jesus. that crazy? Yeah. So she thought my grandparents got married like this Roma- like when they were 17, but like the year before yeah, yeah. she was born. And so she and I she told me the story when it was like their 40th wedding anniversary. She threw them this big party and she couldn't understand why my grandmother was really upset. And it's because it wasn't they she it was like this shameful secret. I know. Oh, hectic. Oh my god. I know. Uh, well, Are you gonna cry? No, absolutely. I don't have. I'm not hydrated <laughs> enough to cry. There's nothing in me. You're dry. Y- yeah, I'd, your granules would start be 
pumping out of my eyes. Oh, like, my God, the Dead Sea. Fucking granules. The Dead <laughs> granules? Sea. Granules? <laughs> yeah. Or blood. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Either or. Yeah, Fuck. either or. So, Parapara Umu, what's the climate? Because obviously I'm from Northland and it's 80% humidity out there all year round. It's an absolute shit show. I don't deal well with the heat. You, you know No, that. you're like allergic to summer. I've never really met the it. like. It's disgusting. It start, when does it start for you? Oh, it's where we're balls deep right now. Mm. Like right now. Like I'm just physically uncomfortable right now. I will be physically uncomfortable. I want to stay until like March next year. Oh, my God. Probably June. June is yeah. when I can start relaxing again. But yeah. until then, my body is a prison and I don't want to be here. <laughs> But so, I'm also really fine. That's chill. Yeah. <laughs> that's so chill, babe. But Whangarei in the 90s, because I lived in Whangarei by choice when I was 24 in the deep bush. But I want to yeah. know what it was like. Just growing up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I had a happy childhood. Oh, well, but, we won't go there. But like, oh my you know, God, yeah. um, definitely as a teenager. And also it was like, because I came out when I was like 14. So as like an out gay teenager in a small town. Uh, obviously had its had its highs, had its lows, uh, but I feel like I kind of know what it's like to sort of be ambiently hated and or feared by an entire community, which is quite nice. Oh uh, it's really God. quite nice. It's and which nice. did you prefer, the hatred or the fear? The fear. Um, fear is deaf's the preference, honestly. I, I think that's why I have fascist tendencies now. Isn't it just fabulous being intimidating? Yeah, it's nice. It's really I feel nice. like that sometimes, especially when it's the two of us together and we'll walk into a bar and you can just see that everyone just gets a little bit on it. It's, but it's not easy to intimidate. It's not hard to intimidate people here. It's like all you have to do is raise your voice above twelve decibels, and people are like, <gasps> you know, like. And if there's crazy. one word to describe the two of us, it is shrill. Sh- yes, shrill, <laughs> shrill, like all women, shrill. No, just kidding. <laughs> Misogyny. Yeah, yeah. Misogyny, dad. <laughs> but uh, Fangare is also really beautiful. It's really. I don't know what Paraparuma is like. Uh, it's. It's gorgy. Like it's a so it's on the beach. The beach is stunning. It's kind of like it's a black it's sand beach. We're coastal people. We're, we're coastal. And people. I'm a coastal girl. <laughs> I'm just and a woman of the sea. I'm just a woman of the sea. <laughs> of the ocean waves. Yeah, your Dido standing on a cliff. But also, did you say Carpeti Coast or that east or west? West. It's west. So okay. hence the black sand, and also Carpeti Island is really beautiful, and there are. Great white sharks behind Kabri Island. Oh God! And when I was on tour doing a children's show in 2020, rest in pure peace to 2020 <laughs> in general. Um, <laughs> if we were rehearsing in Romati, which is on the Kabri coast, it's like really close to where I grew up, and we're doing some, sh- we're doing our initial shows out there. And every day on the bus out there, I couldn't help myself. I was like, "That's Kabri Island. There's great white sharks behind it," and I was boring myself. But the words were coming out. Yeah, you know when you. Yeah. I'd good. call that a um, small town coping strategy. I was a hamster yeah. on a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get off. Trained psychotherapist. Yeah. yeah. I can speak to these things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a fucking counselor? <laughs> my credentials are non existent. Yeah. Um, my confidence is disproportionate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unjustified. And um, my sense of entitlement is never ending. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalyptic. Oh, uh, my God. It's a never ending story. I want it yesterday, basically. I want it yesterday. <laughs> I feel like I had quite a happy childhood, though. It was lots of like, it's wholesome. It's like riding bikes and. Bunting and Dutch cheese. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was making. Um, I was basically like uh, a performance Nazi where I would force my entire family to sit oh down and watch these elaborate musicals, uh, seven act plays that I devised. This is when I was seven. Uh, my- <laughs> 
<laughs> with costume changes. Uh, I co- I choreographed them to within an inch of their lives. My poor sister. I was I was like. No wonder you love Gaga. She's plagiarized her Super Bowl performance from, from, oh, <laughs> from you. And a bottle blonde with an eating disorder can change the world. <laughs> Light a candle. Yeah. Light a candle. <laughs> Pause up, little monster. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me. I thought Lady Gaga was a Gemini for the longest time, but she's definitely an Aries. She's an Aries. She is the OG Aries. Her yeah. and Mariah are like the cornerstones oh, of Mariah Aries Carrie culture. Mariah Aries. Babe, yes. Oh. What? Well, I feel the like dilute- Gaga's got more. She does have earth more. in her chat maybe or something. I don't know. I think she's got some Scorpio in there. She's a fucking powerhouse. There's a lot of transformation. There's a real danger that any mention of Lady Gaga in any podcast episode we do from here on out will turn said episode into an episode about Lady Gaga. Do you know what I I would mean? Like- happily talk about Gaga <laughs> for years and years. I think she's my girly. Like, I'm a Gaga girl. You are a Gaga girl. Yeah, I hated her initially, though. Like, when what? I was growing up in Whangarei, out gay teen, I was incredibly pretentious. I was, I was an indie scumbag. So I was like, yep. post-punk... Um, icy synths, cold wave, new wave, no wave, you know, dark wave, all the waves, all the good here, <laughs> all the waves. <laughs> um, and What's that film about a wave? <laughs> a deep Impact? Yes. Yeah. I no, love- no, it's the one, it's, re- it's a really sad film and the woman's a mute and she gets viciously assaulted. What the? Isn't there a wave in the title? Okay. Breaking the waves. Yes. Oh, that Lars von Trier yes. film. God, you're good. Oh, I gave you absolutely nothing. nothing. And I got it. And I got you it. got it. Yeah, the like... synergy is crazy. <laughs> the witchery. The, the witchery. The sorcery. I love Lars von Trier. But yeah. wait, why are you bringing up that film? J- waves. What? <laughs> Literally waves and small towns. <laughs> but I actually spent, so we moved to Sydney for three years and then I spent from 14 onwards in Wellington. So Sydney? I, you know, I lived What in were you Sydney. doing in Sydney? My dad. Is in the, was in the army. That's right. I did know so that. So he was the defence attaché. That's why he's so hot. He's not. Your dad's not hot. I'll never fuck him. I have no I idea how, how to, to respond to, to that. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I... <laughs> I'll tell him. Don't worry. We've got our own relationship. It's, you're not involved. But when I was in Wellington, that's when I went full. I was also an indie girly, but also emo. So when yeah, I was beautiful. recently in New York, which I will never shut up about this to the yeah, day, I exit the planet. Um... <laughs> I went to Emo Night in Brooklyn and let me tell That's you, so cool. Emo Night is like this night where you go and they just play emo music from like, it's like punk emo music. So they played My Chemical Romance. They played, oh my God, they played Paramore and I fucking ascended. Maximo Park. Absolutely. All That's of it. They played. Um, uh, well, you know, they have those emo nights here at that bar Ding Dong because it's like an emo bar. I Did you not know that? Actually, no, I did know that. But know that. the fact that I that, that, that just left my consciousness. Yeah, yeah. We should go one night. I would actually love yeah. that. Well, I was watching emo night. I was like, I want to throw my own one because it was like fully emceed and it was like such a vibe. It was incredible. I felt like I was fourteen again, drinking absinthe in a car park with too much eyeliner. Is this in Wellington. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. Fangare was more like uh, cruises. Vodka cruises. Vodka cruises. Yep. Car parks were, yep. were crucial. Yeah. Um, a lot of sport. This is New Zealand, so I feel like that's true of small town New Zealand across yes. the board. Sport, 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 sport. A lot of surfing in Whangarei, though, because, like, but then most most towns in Whangarei are coastal or you're close to yeah. the beach. But, like, surf life saving was such a big presence in Whangarei. I remember Karina Cooper, I think that was her name, um, who was a surf lifesaver while we were growing up. We didn't go to high school with her, but she went to the girls' high and, you know, small town, all the 
we, it, we didn't have the the thing they have here in Auckland where like your school is kind of like your tribe and you don't really communicate with anyone who goes to another mm. school and there's a weird com- We don't have, really have that in Wellington either. Like, Yeah, it's a weird thing here and people cleave to it as well. They're like, oh, are they you die? Are you grandma? Uh, That's boring. because Auckland I think is way more classist. Like Wellington, you're all kind of like shoved together whereas Auckland is like a collection of small villages. Yeah, enclaves. So spaced yeah. out. Enclaves, enclaves, enclaves. Ghettos even, you know. Yeah. But then, okay, so this girl, Karina Cooper, I remember – we had this gorgeous beach, Ocean Beach. We, I love, love Ocean Beach. I love oceans. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. And I remember one summer, she, she was famous for it. She got in the paper for it. She was swimming out and like a shark tried to attack her. No. But she got saved by <laughs> these three dolphins. <laughs> like no. Protect, they swam around her and protected her like, <laughs> and like <laughs> <laughs> no, Karina, we will save you. <laughs> <laughs> And from thereafter, Karina Cooper was, uh, she was the girl whose <laughs> life was saved by dolphins. The Do you know that when I lived in Whangarei, in my last week yeah. that I lived in Whangarei, I went to um, Nangaru, and you know how there's like, like it's so tidal. And so, yeah, but yeah, the tide. beautiful. Like and it's so beautiful. gorgeous. And I went, I went down to the to the little beach because it was high tide and a woman was riding her horse and then a dolphin came up and the dolphin and the horse swam together. What the fuck? And there was a rainbow. <laughs> I know. Were you sitting under a deterra tree? Like I, I don't know, but I felt the rhythm of life. <laughs> my third eye was wide gaped. open. She was gaped. My gaped. third, <laughs> my third eye was gaped. <laughs> oh my god! And between my third eye and my bucket cunt, indistinguishable. My, <laughs> and my just, bucket cunt. My fucking Samuel. <laughs> Bail her out. But para para umu, I would go back there because my best friend from when I was six I still lived there and I would go. And I feel like what I when I think about Fangare, I think about I mean, sorry, para para umu, I think about also vodka cruises, mm. smoking weed and bogans. Bogans. Bogan, bogan, bogans. You know this because I've boys. told you this before. Bogan Me and Bridget and, and our friend Dee we like had an odd alliance. We were like the weird sort of queer indie kids. We had a weird little alliance going on with the, the Bogan boys. And they just had this van. Joe Wright. Yeah. And they would just drive yeah. us around. We'd just have fun with them and hang out with them and stuff. But we used to, I remember the warehouse was a big fixture of, of growing up in Whangarei. Oh my God. It was a big thing in um, Paraparuma as well. Coastlands, But the you mall. didn't have the biggest one in the Southern Hemisphere like we did. For no, a time. No, but for I love the Whangarei warehouse and I would go there regularly. But you know, we would go and just steal. And like, I remember... I'd waltz them with, with B and grab a couple of cream eggs and Cokes in the front and eat and drink them in the back and then just walk out. Or I remember one time, us and the Bogan boys went in. And do you remember where they were doing, um, like, Warehouse Extra and you could go get your groceries at the warehouse for a hot minute? Okay, it didn't work out. cursed. It, it crashed and burned as a concept. It didn't work out. I don't accept that. And it was revolting. It was like going to... Um, uh, what do you call I feel that like place? even buying food at the warehouse or at Kmart feels yucky to me. Or Target. a class violence. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but like when I was in New York, I went to Target oh with Obi God. and I, for some reason, I was so hungover and I, something overtook me and I purchased a Rice Krispie and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, no I shit. I took one bite of it and threw it away. It's like that Um, when you go to that, it's, I can't remember the name of the store, but there's heaps of them around and they, you go and you buy groceries that are like just slightly past their expiration date or they've fallen off the back of a truck or there's been some sort of manufacturing error so the packaging is wonky, that type of vibe. Mm. Super strict. You've got to super strict and you get 
those types of goods. So Dry goods. Yeah. Oh, there's a freezer, you know. But I remember when they were doing Warehouse Extra, we went into the warehouse <clears throat> with those those Bogan friends and, like, everyone, like, like went crazy, like, pushing each other into, into like, you know, pyramids made of, of t- toilet paper, like, you know, displays. Mm. And, and then also grabbing this massive lamb haunch, opening it, and then throwing it behind. Haunch. Yeah, out of the freezer. Throwing it behind, like, this, um car- like, display of carpets, like, big rugs that were sort of hung up on a rack. We went back, uh, like, a week later. It was still there, maggoty, rancid, pungent. <laughs> maggoty meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maggoty meat. Maggoty meat. Oh, <gasps> that is disgusting. And the stench. Yes, the stench. Yuck. The stench, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a, a natural, some sort of practical effect on an early Peter Jackson film. It was just revolting. Oh, my God, it looked like this. Yes, it did look like that. What you can't see is, oh, oh it's got... It's like this little... Um, yeah, but you can't see is this object that is in the space... It's sharing the space with us. We we know for not for what reason, and it kind of looks like a cross between it's a bird, a, a baby bird, and an a, alien abortion. It's just horrific. It's, <laughs> it's got both fur and feathers. It's actually I can't. I've got to put it. Yeah, away. put it away. It's hideous. It's oh my God. so. It's what the hell is that? It's Surrey girl. Surrey. Surrey, you're not invited to this podcast, Dylan. <laughs> it's more class violence. Yeah, oh. It's, <laughs> it's everywhere today. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I think about Duffs Do they have duffs in Paraparaumu? Because we, we like a good duff No, day. it was more like You would go Oh well Like there wasn't any There was like one One or two bars That I remember There's not like You would just go and get pissed Yeah Like absolutely Again, wasted drinking National sport National, national sport. sport But the, like you would ha- You would go into town Like The kids I know from Pram Which is what we called it Which is so Probo. What do you mean pram? It would shorten Paraparaumu to pram or paparam, which is worse. Oh my God. And I genuinely thought it was called paparam when I was little. <laughs> How fucked up is that? You Like the thing would be to like come into town. And so you'd come into Wellington, which is either on the train or you'd get like a driver um, and just get fucked up on Courtney Place. And let me tell you, as a teenager, I was minced on Courtney Place Thursday, Friday. And Saturday. Did they have a danger danger in Paraparaumu? Because they, they have, have a dan- they had a danger danger. No, they didn't. They didn't like the clubs in Fangarei, I was shook to my when I lived in Fangarei at twenty four, not as a teenager. <laughs> I was shook to my core. I was obsessed with Barchios. <laughs> and it's I'm pretty oh, sure Barchio is still there. I'm yeah, it sure is. There, yeah. And I would like to go back. <laughs> Barchos, and then I worked at the Butter Factory, which is the pub. In yeah, Fungi. yeah, because uh, Jess was running it at the time. Yes, uh, Jess, and, Jess. Jess, Jess and Zach. Jess and Zach. Um, and my, oh my God, and my first night working at the Butter Factory, it was hysterical. So I looked like a fucking idiot. Like I had turf bangs, black, black, dyed black hair, like the shortest fringe, of the like the wisp barely what covering. What year was this? 20, end of 24. 16? So, like, not that long ago. What an interesting aesthetic choice for yourself then, you know? Oh, it was all the rage. It was like, I was I looked like a Wellington cunt, like, full <laughs> on. I was wearing a green Spiritual mesh turtleneck and a crop top over the top, red lip, nose ring, very thick brows, <laughs> tiny little fringe. And this chick comes up to me and she's wearing, like, this sort of, like, butterfly crop top, full mince and cheese, full fake tan, like, basically white lips and eyeliner. Yeah, yeah. She looks like Kesha from 2004. Yeah. And she comes out and she's like, 
I'm going to get a quick fuck. And I was like, okay. And she was like, do you even know how to make that? And oh I was my like, God. my Dory is chilled. But also that's a fair assumption for her to make because I looked like I drank bespoke dis- hand distilled Negronis that I'd brewed myself. And but also she was nothing to write home about. She had white lips and a tan out of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like... Where's this? Where's this attitude coming from? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're oh feeling much God. too good about yourself, you know? Yeah, like Donald Trump with slightly longer hair. <laughs> you need to go home and take a long, hard look at yourself, bitch. <laughs> and a big old scrub of those elbows. Yeah, oh my God. Johnson's holiday skin. What the hell's that? Oh my God! It's like this gradual tanning thing, and we used to do it at high school, and it was. You would turn patchy and orange. It was disgusting. No, what about literally skin bleach? Like I remember growing up in Whangarei, all the brown girls were using skin bleach because, um, my and uh, by all the brown girls, I mean I observed my sister doing it. You know, obviously Marty Gale, um, just using products that had like a certain amount of skin bleach in them, and that was just sort of considered acceptable, desirable, even you know, like just the normative beauty standard being an incredibly white one. That type of vibe. That is absolutely fucked. Yeah. Did Emily Dio here as well? Yeah, she was a uh, blonde ombre, um, Maldi blonde. You know, when you go blonde, <laughs> it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you describe that colour? Uh, I don't know. Um, Chris Walker? Is that? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Chris name? Walker? Is that name? No, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about. The Stan Walker. Stan Walker. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say Chris Warner. No, from no. Shortland Street. No, I'm just reaching for New Zealand celebrities, but my hungover brain won't quite let me do it with accuracy. I know, and if it's not Lord, I don't want to know about <laughs> if it. It's not Lord. She I looks know. good, blonde. I think. I think she really does. Yeah, I like it. Do you remember the, when we were? Sam and I worked at Cookers Cantina together and I will never forget the day that Lord walked past with her dog, which is now dead, rest in peace to the dog, and the dog took the biggest shit <laughs> right outside and my section was outside and I was like agog. It was <laughs> it was full-fledged hot dog diarrhea <laughs> just all over, <laughs> all over the pavement and to the point where she was like, we both looked at each other. Like, Panicking? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then all I could do. Or like it's like xenomorph blood and aliens. It just starts like acidically eating the pavement. No, it was ooze. It yeah. Was so, it was ooze poos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to just go and get us some boiling water to sort of wash it down the drain. I'm not a dog person. I know everyone pe- like pathologizes people who don't like dogs. And I've had it all my life. I've had <gasps> that all my life. But I don't like dogs. I am a dog person, but it's because I'm allergic to cats. Oh, you are allergic to cats. That's I am right. allergic to cats. I actually, and I thought I was a cat person, but now I live with a cat, and you love the. I cat. do love the cat, but actually, the the dander, the dander, um, <laughs> the waste. It's the word dander. dander. <laughs> Dandy dander. My dander. My dander. And especially when we were living in the apartment where there was no outside area for the cat to kind of fuck around in. So all the dander would just collect in the house. It was, I would just find it everywhere in my mouth and my food, like just places where you wouldn't want there to be any animal dander. No, was the dander. simply not. Yeah. It was all pervasive. Do you think, would you be a dog or a cat? I'd be a cat. Do you think I'm a dog or a cat? Oh, that's a hard one. You're a smaller dog. <laughs> You're a smaller dog. <laughs> You know, and either snowy white or... Yeah, like a little cute little snowy white little bleached dog. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, like a type of dog, but I don't know dogs. I don't know brands, Do not, think I'm not a brand cat. species. You're either a small dog or a cat. You know, a small like aesthetic dog that, um, that oh, an architect couple has purchased yeah. to sort of be the cherry on top like of a their grey loan property <laughs> or a cat. 
You know what I mean? Like a little lap dog. Yeah. Well, not a lap dog. I mean, that implies um, submissiveness, which you certainly Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Only by choice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, um, it's situational. It's situational. It is situational. I think... I was full sub last night. Getting fucking railed. You are a, you're very sub at the minute, though. You haven't topped in a long time. No, I haven't topped in ages. I like topping twinks. Um... Of age, I might just stress that. No. <laughs> I'll just stress that. Of age, twinks that are of age. Except for that one ex. No, <laughs> I'm absolutely joking, not. I'm absolutely I'm not. Joking, I'm um, but otherwise, just yeah, I love getting a fucking train run through me. That is just a very good time. Mm. My prostate is everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I love. Her. I love her more than anything. More than you. More than you. More than, you. More than life itself. More- <laughs> Sam to Cunny. <laughs> and um, just to pivot back to the theme of the podcast, uh, hometowns, roots, etc. I I want to say in my late teens, early early 20s, I would pick up dudes and it would always be closeted married dudes at the Irish pub in Whangarei, M- McMorrissey's. McMorrissey's. fuck them in the rose gardens that are across the road. You know the ones I'm talking yes. about. Yes. And uh, is that <clears> where the other thing that I that springs to mind Read that specific like Bank Street area in mm. Whangarei. Vine Street as well. Oh, Ugh. oh god, the Fuck things man. that I've done on Vine Street. Well, now it's not um the sort of like nightlife centre because Danger Danger shut down. As and Rhinos heaven. because and now too it's a church. People... Oh, <laughs> Danger Danger's a church. Well, Rhinos got shut down because too many people got stabbed. Yeah, Rhinos is always a dark time. Yeah, Whangarei does have like a bit of a gang violence issue. Oh, that's just class violent. Even to say as well because I know that's so hot topic at the mo. Mm. Um. But yeah, for the longest time, like growing up there, like people getting fucking king hit and like as initiation oh, vibes. God. Some woman getting shot dead in the Vodafone store. Like The Vodafone store. Just shit like that would just happen all the time growing up in Whangarei. And we lived on Anorahi. There was like a, a walkway next to our house down into Rairimu. Literally every Sunday you'd get the fucking armed offenders <laughs> like oh literally running God. past our house and we're like I don't know, eating a Sally Lung from the bakery we've just bought after church. Oh, my God, a Sally Lung? <laughs> a Sally Lung. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm defenders in a Sally Lung, just your classic Sunday stroll. Or even that story I told you about when I was up north in 2020 during the lockdown as well. Like, I think it was like level three or something. And me and Bridget were just in the house. We're having like breakfast or lunch or something out in the balcony. And there's a reserve behind the house we're staying at. And there was just a man with a machete just... It's just oh. kind of like swinging it about the <sighs> So I, was like, um, I said to Bridget, I was like, we're just going to quietly go inside and I'm going to lock the door and and that's our day. <laughs> and then we were meant to go to the beach with her mum and she, and we like rang her and she, we were like, where are you? You meant to pick us up to go to the beach. She was like, oh, sorry, I can't come. We are like, why? She's like, oh, the police have um, sealed the street off because a man stole a car from the BP that had a baby in it and now he's hiding in the bush behind our house with the baby. That is absolutely. So maybe tomorrow when they let us leave. That is fucked. <laughs> that, and just for, they did. They got the baby. Did they get the baby? They got back? the baby. Yeah, yeah, they got the baby. Oh Obviously my the mother's god! Like, my baby, my baby. Do you know? They also, I feel which like rightly so. I'm not. I mean, a drama queen. Someone stole the car of the baby. Like, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I don't have a kid, but I get it. You know what? I like. I like get it. I like get it. <laughs> I get the, gra- the gravitas, the stakes, like whatever. I get like, it. Like as an empath, I can really. <laughs> Oh feel my. what she's feeling. As someone whose third eye is positively gaped. Oh like my! Can, I feel you, bro. <laughs> oh my god! My third eye's been clockwork orange. Ah, oh my Just god! Just pried open. <laughs> clockwork orange. I've been clockwork orange. I've been well, clockwork I, orange. No, I had laser eye surgery this year. Yuck! Have you seen Final Destination Five? No. 
Thank God you hadn't before you went to get that laser eye surgery done. Because the eyes There's got a scene where I, I check like the way she dies is like the the laser. She gets stuck in the, her head stuck <laughs> in the machine and and she's getting fully clockwork orange. So that's the vibe and and the laser just like pierces glitches and and pierces to the brain. Yeah, yeah, pierces to the and brain. She's trying to stop it, but it's like eating through her hand. <gasps> stuff. I think it's uh, yeah, it's so bad. No, but what happened? So they do hold your eye open like <laughs> clockwork orange. But the funniest thing was, and the surgery, it, like. It was pretty, in, like, it's intense. Like, do you want me to describe it? No. Yes and no. I'm already getting body horror just imagining it. But so I love body horror. Basically, they, like, they get the laser. They cut the surface of your eye, flip it. <gasps> so they kind of peel it like a grape. And then the laser comes in and goes. <laughs> and then they put, <laughs> then they flip the surface of your eye back. And then it just sort of reseals. Like flipping it. a pikelet in a pan. No, they just, like, cornea. it's like. No, it's like a, it's like they. Like they flip it off like the lid and then they put the lid back on. That's unholy. I know. But the crazy thing was. We've offended God. No, I, I got <laughs> an email fucked. afterwards being like, thank you so much. Like this is an aftercare checkup. Da, da, da. And they're like, and we've just, and down the bottom, they'd attached photos of me. Like <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally like hair net, like in the surgery and the surgeon's doing thumbs up. <laughs> And you can see in the background, like on the monitor, is my uh, my clockwork orange <laughs> peeled eye, oh and uh, and uh, and my limp body, and the surgeon oh just thumbs up. thumbs up. That is fucked. That is so fucked. New Zealand is unhinged. <laughs> New Zealand is so unhinged, and I love it, and I hate it. And it's kikikiche. Uh, yeah, it, it's well. I mean, I guess I don't really have anything to compare it to because I grew up in New Zealand exclusively. You had your, your little Sydney sojourn. I know, and you best believe I came back with an Australian accent. I told you about that friend, right? Whose name I won't, I won't say, but he, you know, it's literally from Christchurch or Dunedin. I don't know, one of those fuckholes. Went to there. the UK. Went to went to the UK for six months. Six came, months. Came back with a full Dickensian accent. <laughs> Maintained it for a good three years. <laughs> Not to Please, sir. I'd like some more. Please, sir. I'd like some more. <laughs> Fagin. Yeah. <laughs> Unfucking villain. Oh, I thought I was I... pretentious. So I've never seen anything like that. Well, we were. I was pretentious too, girl. I think it's like a coping mechanism when you grow up in a small town and you have like cultural aspirations. You know, you you start like reaching out for the most obscure media you can possibly find and you turn it into a fucking personality. Like I was certainly doing that. As soon as I started youth theatre, no one could tell me fucking shit. And they still can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I was thinking yeah, it was the films of Kurosawa or whatever, but um, you had youth theatre and that's chill. See, that's the you kind had of youth asshole theater I was too. growing up. I did. And I, not only what did I have youth theatre, I had musical youth theatre. <gasps> so me and Bridget were both theatre kids. Uh, to clarify, Bridget's like a, a mutual friend. She was my childhood friend. We were both in the same small town. She was more like, um, she was north of New Theatre and they were doing more experimental things, um, more contemporary things. Uh, whereas, you know, I was a fucking pantomime camel down, down, oh down, down a fucking theatre company or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> I was Alfred in um, a, a version of Tom Sawyer that we did. Um, uh, we did not touch on any of the slavery stuff that the book does. No. Because no one had the capacity to treat that in a tasteful manner. So. Oh, and what, in 2004? Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. Like thing- Arabian Nights. There's a show called Arabian oh! Nights. Um, Arabian Nights. <laughs> yeah, where I played a very um, convincing Middle Eastern chorus member. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Were we talking about this morning about Cliff Curtis 
being Cliff Curtis being Mexican. Yeah, because he's he's played he's played Mexican. He's played Middle Eastern. Um, he's played all, all manner of Southeast Asian uh, like Bond type of villains. Oh my god! He's basically he's the face of the global South. He is a racially ambiguous king, <laughs> and I won't. It's funny that he's literally like, he's made his career on that. He has, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, that and. No, I'm thinking of Timura Morrison being revealed as the um the, the stormtrooper in Star Wars. Oh yeah. And then they we, and then they went back and redid the voice. Did they? With his voice. And I'm, the old ones. Yeah, I'm ninety nine percent sure. That's weird. And also when I was in New York, the amount of times that people were like, Oh my god, your accent is so sexy. Well there was that thing when New Zealand accents were were voted, voted the, the world's sexiest accent. Absolute Mockery. Yeah. There is no way in hell. I was like, if your pussy's not dry now, go watch something with Reese Darby in it. Like, that'll <laughs> dry her right out. <laughs> right oh out. My God. <laughs> 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 World's sexiest accident. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. But my favorite was when people. I'm so nasal and monotone. Like, man, man, man. And I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No wonder you thought I was a little yappy dog. <laughs> like a Pomeranian or something like that. I'm not a Pomeranian. They're, they're stupid as fuck. And they're quite psychopathic, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're little sociopaths. They're like, see. Wait, do you remember there was that thing? Was it last year or the year before? No, it was, must have been like 2019, 2018. Somebody was going around killing the cats because they were eating the birds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I always There's a cat killer. Like in that Murakami novel. The cat. Yeah, poisoning the cat. In the cats. It wasn't me. I just, I'm just. No, and it then everyone a... thought it was Gareth Morgan because he was. Who's like, Gareth Morgan? That politician. Isn't that politi- Oh, because he was Is complaining about the cats eating the birds. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he campaigned to kill the cats, or did he? Um, no, I think he might have offered some sort of tasteful sterilization method. I don't know. As you can see, this podcast is not fact checked in any way, <laughs> and I am not a professional journalist. <laughs> and but I could be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like no thoughts, but just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. One of the perks of having a really open third eye is that I can. <laughs> is that I can just um, retrieve information. Uh, Gaped. At a whim. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But speaking of Northland Youth Theatre, when I lived in Whangarei, I taught at Northland Youth Theatre. Did you? Yes. And you best believe that I was so rigorous. Those kids were going to be stars. And I went full dance moms on them. I'm sure. I am sure. I was like, get it together, Tiffany. You- <laughs> I was like, I was screaming. You know your craft. Though. I mean, you, you're a toy grad and you yes, also and graduated I also, from clown school. I also went to clown school in Paris. You went to fucking clown I school. I know. Oh, my God. And you speak fluent French. I wish I knew another language, but I literally grew up in Whangarei. And I'm like a classically trained hot mess. I just insinuated that anyone growing up in Whangarei couldn't possibly know <laughs> two languages. Um, I don't think that. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. <Yeah>. Redacted. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but you're the smartest girl I know. You're the most well-read person I've ever met in my life. Just because my media consumption habits are so whorish. And I love, I just. Because I'm you grew up in a, a small town and you hung out in the library because of your I allergies. Hung out in the library because of my allergies. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like, yeah, but growing up, like being like out and gay and stuff in a small town was kind of hickers in the library always felt like this fun little sanctum, you know? Like, I think that's where I just started becoming totally obsessed with like, with like reading and, and movies as well because they had a really great DVD library there. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you're a product of Whangarei or like all of your successes in spite of growing up in a small town? Oh, I don't know. God, I don't know. Um, all of my successes. <laughs> <laughs> Challenges, successes, galore. <laughs> oh, that's uh, quite a broad question. Like that's like a nature versus nurture question, isn't mm. it? Um, oh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, t- to what extent do you feel like you're a product of Parapara Umu? I would say that... Or the vibrant cosmopolitanism of Sydney. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I think that there are bits of my interests. I think also there's bits of my artistic practice that I really mine. Like, for example, a lot of my... Like, I made a show called Auntie, which is like a bogan auntie, which and is like... Great. Like a like a you know it's like the women that I know oh, I knew growing up so I guess in that way it's like pervasive but yeah, I totally. don't but I don't I wouldn't say that I think about I don't know I also feel you're like you're not restricted to like a grassroots no, sensibility no I don't think I don't think so I at get, all. feel like that shit is fetishized here one hundred percent and I actually don't give a shit Do and sometimes I, mean? I feel like la- like larger than life and. You know, I don't think bigness is celebrated in New Zealand. I mean, bigness of personality. Sometimes I want to be the Australasian gaga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm just waiting for approval and or resources. I um, mean, we're both Aries. Yeah. We're both bleach blonde. <laughs> we're both metamorphosizing day in, day out. But Joanne was probably my least favorite album. Okay, I actually quite like Joanne. I'll tell you what I do like on that album. Perfect Illusion is good. Yes. And also that first track, Diamond Heart. It's so it's good, a isn't fucking it? Banger. It's so Good. I feel like there is a list of underrated Gaga bangers, and for me, Diamond Heart is is very nearly at the top of that list, along with Fashion of His Love from Born This Way. I love correct, that song. correct. Um, and uh, the un- unfortunately heavy metal R. Kelly featuring single from Ooh. Art Pop, the Do What You Want. I think that's a great song. Do what you want. Maybe just sub sub the R. Kelly vocals for the Christina version that came out. Um, and thank God. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, God for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we both love art pop. <clears throat> I think art pop's so great. I think I listen to Venus every single day in lockdown last and year. And GUI, the music video that has literally has the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in yes. it. Yes. Yeah, what great. a perfect intersection. Yeah, it's fantastic. She knows her audience. She fucking, yeah. Gay, the girls and the girls gays. And gays. The girls yeah, and the gays. Rabid femmes. Rabid. rabid. Just rabid. like us. Yeah, rabid femmes. Us two little ratty rats in the gutter. And Whangarei as well, I remember that's where I experienced that whole Dirty South movement of like, like, uh, like Dirty South, like Southern rap type of vibes. Like, uh, um, who would I include in that? That, that, my Nick Maybach song is included in that sort of like Dirty <laughs> South vibe. Chingy, Nelly, like. <clears throat> oh my God, absolutely. That was a huge part of Huge moment up. for me, huge moment. Yeah, and it's a moment that I pair like visually and, and aesthetically with Whangarei. Absolutely. Yeah. What's that song that I sent you? The other oh, it would have been just it would have been before I went away. It's like da 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 da. Yeah, I think it was June. It's like an OC, basically the entire soundtrack from the OC. Getting in the back of my car. You can tell that I did not. Do oh my god, uh, uh, stereophonic. Yes. Um, you make me feel. What the hell? Like, like the one. one. You, you make, make me feel like, like the one. one. I fucking the love that song. One. What the hell is that song? Tim. Stereophonics. Stereophonics. What's the name of the song? Tim Bear, our fabulous producer. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that song. That song makes me think so, so much of Fangaday. Yes. Specifically, of like driving out to the beach in the summer. Oh. 
Yeah. Whangarei's beaches are lit. It is so lit. I could never live there for an extended period of time again because um, there are more fun ways to die. I would live by Ocean's Beach or um, what's the beach past Tutakaka, past Nangaroo? Matapuri. Yes. Matapuri, gorgeous. So when gorgeous. I lived in, oh my God, I lived in the bush, girl. I lived in the bush, bush, bush. Where, when I, ginger guy. Yeah, with my ex. Oh, yeah. And the the day that we drove out to see it, it had no power, no running water, no internet. There was a waterfall in the backyard and it used to be a drug house. So all of the water from the – was diverted from the waterfall in the backyard to, to not the house. It was kukukachu. Yeah, that's crazy. So we had to install everything. Well, you know, there's a, like a wellness cult that's based out there now in Metapuri. I'm, I know they're not a cult. Per no, se. I know it's the eco village. Yeah, the eco village. Yeah, <gasps> so the a guy who lives in the eco village and started the eco village. I went on tour with him in Northland. Oh yeah, how was that? Well, it was an anti-bullying show touring regional schools in Northland. Girl, how do you think it went? And we did a show at Nafa Prison. <laughs> oh my God, I know, oh literally, like <laughs> an anti-bullying, an anti-bullying show. It was at a prison. The target audience would have been eleven to twelve, and we we're doing it at a prison. <laughs> oh my God. And we had to go in full security checks. <laughs> and this is when I had also had the tiny fringe, and oh I was playing this character called Lucy, <coughs> and I had pigtails and I was wearing a red turtleneck and a little school dress and I had to come out in front of literally I came out and there's these like these guys it's like mongrel mob tats like mighty mongrel mob mighty mongrel mob like full-on triads in the you back that's like that's like the episode of Arrested Development no where, where the daughter goes to visit the dad in prison and she's wearing that she every time she goes into the prison to visit her dad she feels like she's getting no male attention from the other inmates so she goes in and that glittery tank doll this is like baby slut on it <laughs> no that was literally yeah, it so and I had like... to come out and they were sitting there and I was like I'm Lucy and I love rock and roll <laughs> oh it was God. absolutely <laughs> unhinged and then BYO Shank no and, and then fucked. and then um, Matata who was in the show came out and sang Chris Brown <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine and then at the end they did like a little um, like a little porphyry porabwaki thing and we had to go in the hongi line and then these guys just kept coming back around so they could um, keep kissing us on the cheeks Oh my god! I know, so starved for female attention. Oh my god! And it was quite, it was actually kind of sweet. Yeah. Oh my god! One of them was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how my mum met my dad. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's my mum through my the glass, through the prison yeah, glass, through the glass. Yeah, dad was there. And, and was mate, he at Nafa? I no, I actually think it was like I used to think it was Nafa, but mum was saying that it was at a some sort of offsite labour. Labor camp, some sort, oh, sort of a vibe God. like that. Mum was going out to like do weird mission work for the Sallies, and and then apparently she says so. The mythos is that Mum fell in love with Dad when their mates had to do the haka to welcome them on, and they had like a secret relationship through the glass for a year, and then um, bang bang bong. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there were conjugal visit vibes, and that I might have been conceived in prison. Inso- yeah, inside. That tracks. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> and it, yeah, it does track with the timeline. It does. You're the only person I know who sleeps with a hatchet under their pillow. Oh, no, I had to get rid of that. Oh. Yeah, it was too blunt. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking to upgrade, but we live so close to that Bunnings that I can go find something. Oh, girl. Yeah. And, and it's open quite late. It is open quite late. <laughs> it's open until at least 8 p.m. And I, I love going there on the weekends because it's got the little sausages all at the front. It's fantastic. I, I love sausages. <laughs> 
so much. Today I ate four. Eight four sausages. Do you and know? That's you getting I've back got to your a friend. Roots. No, that is back it's to my really roots. you getting back to your roots. I'm back to my rooty roots. Especially like a Dutch sausage. Maybe Speaking a, a of roots, number. did you lose your virginity in Whangarei? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. To a guy called Tane who played um, uh, Mephistopheles in Cats. <laughs> Magical Mr. Mephistopheles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what this you're doing This is there. the exact Cats choreography. <laughs> cats, one man show. <laughs> Mr. Sheet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Packaging where I just sort of emerged from different types yeah. of <laughs> In New York, um, my friend Ed and I, I was staying with my friend Ed, and we tried to show his American flatmate Summer Heights High, and they were confused, alarmed, shook. Because Americans are stupid. Bewildered. They don't get cultural nuance. If it's external to America, they need all the citations in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just got their head stuff out there and fucking ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> John is lovely. This I'm, is not- they're all so lovely. You know what I mean? Like, they're all so <laughs> lovely. <laughs> America, if you're listening. Oh, my God. Sam gets banned at the border. Yeah. He's like, I love LA. I want to come back. They're like, um, we've received... <laughs> vicious uh, news of vicious threats by you. Uh, I've got enough melanin to be on several no-fly lists, you know. So. Yeah, your your yeah. rectal cavity is getting a strong search going in there. I'll just lie and say I'm Cliff Curtis. They won't know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll believe it. They'll just think you're Mexican. Yeah, Cliff Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I have been Johanna Cosgrove. And I'm Sam Takani. Thank that's you Rats for listening to Rats in the Gutter. Right, 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 right